My name is Dominique Drew, and this is The Art of Attraction, the premier podcast to elevate your relationships, your life, and yourself. I'm your host, Dominique Drew, an intuitive, a spiritual guide, and a seasoned expert in men's relationship coaching. I've used the methods in this podcast to completely transform my own life and relationships, and now, high performers in every industry hire me to help them do the same. Here, you will learn how to solve the issues in your inner world which keep you from real fulfillment, deep intimacy, freedom, and authenticity. Welcome to the next stage of your evolution. Hello, everyone, and we're live with The Art of Attraction with Dominique Drew. Thank you so much for joining me today. This is The Art of Attraction, and we like to talk about cool shit like sex and relationships and, uh, and attraction and passion and um, all the dirty things and all of the glorious things and all the passionate things that, you know, in a lot of ways really make life worth living. So, Thank you so much for joining me. If you are new to the show, then I am your host, Dominique Drew. As previously mentioned, uh, I specialize in helping single men attract life partners through personal and relationship coaching. And if you're interested in finding out more of that, I would love to share more with you. Uh, you can find it at dominiedrew.com forward slash hello. Uh, my first name's a little odd. <laughs> Sometimes I think I ought to stop and explain it a little bit. It's like Dominique without the Q on the end. So it's D-O-M-I-N-E-Y. D-R-E-W is the last name, forward slash uh, dot com, forward slash hello. And uh, so I've got a great show for you today. Um, I haven't actually planned any of it, so I have no idea what I'm about to talk about. Um <clears throat> But if you would like to, <laughs> thank you for the uh, for the support on Facebook, Facebook Live. I am coming to you on Facebook um, from my uh, my profile page, which is just Domini Drew. I have again a very strange last name, so feel free to look me up on Facebook. I'm pretty easy to find. Um, uh, yeah, no idea what I'm talk- going to talk about, but um, but honestly, I, uh, that doesn't really bother me a whole lot, to be honest. Um, first of all, you are more than welcome to call in with your questions if you would like. I love answering questions on the phone. Uh, the phone number for that is 828-333-4686. And again, that's 828-333-4686. Um, or again, look, uh, uh, look things up on, on Facebook Live. And uh, I got my regulars coming in here and watching the show. It's so good to see you guys. Thanks for joining. So, uh, so yeah, it's funny. I um, I got on today and I was thinking, okay, you know, what am I going to talk about? And usually I plan at least a little bit, but I got to be honest, a lot of what I, um, a lot of what I teach tends to, uh, you know, I sort of get in the zone and it comes, you know, uh, it sounds a little bit like it's channeled. I don't know if you guys out there are familiar with that term or not, but that's essentially when you like get into kind of an empty space, like essentially like if I am dominate a person, then the kind of domininess in me steps aside for a moment and the sort of wisdom or, or spiritual knowledge comes through. Um, if you guys are familiar with uh, the law of attraction, uh, that, was, that, that came from uh, channeled, channeled material. Hang on just a second here, guys. That's why things are fine. Hold on. Stand by. Here we are. There we go. Okay. I was only hearing out of one uh, out of one headphone. I'm so proud of myself that I can fix incredibly infantile and basic technological issues with my uh, sound uh, my sound uh, <clears throat> equipment. Um, you should have seen me. I, I bought a, you know, about a year ago when I started this, um, you know, my, my, uh, my friend invited me to start this podcast and, um, he was gracious enough to let me host it on his network, which is absolutely wonderful. And he, um, and he, he saw, I was, he was like, okay, what, what do I need? So he tells me to buy this mixer. Um, and if you guys aren't sound people, a mixer is like a, a, a board, um, a piece of technology that is just covered in hieroglyphics and buttons, which mean absolutely nothing to anyone on the planet. Um, and if you turn one of the knobs and it's wrong, then no one can hear you 
but it will not tell you why it is wrong. <laughs> this is this is how it is for me. This is my experience of uh, <laughs> trying to make sound work. Um, but it's also really interesting because you know I I got an offer actually the other day to um, to <clears throat> be on a TV show <clears throat> actually on a, a channel that's on Roku television. And, uh, you know, they, and they said, oh, you know, do the show and you can do your work. And, you know, part of that really appeals to me because my interest in doing this, as, as you, you might know, if you tune in often is really to, um, <clears throat> is really to bring this to a lot of people. And the work that I do is not normal coaching. If you've watched anything ever that I've done, you will probably know that. Um, uh, if you've worked with me, you absolutely know that, um, it just isn't, uh, it's not therapy, right? It's not coaching. And it's not enlightenment either. You know, I, I really do look <clears throat> strictly sort of, not strictly, but primarily at the psychological, right? And, um, and at the uh, spiritual as well. But like a spiritual, like a spiritual guru, like won't talk about, you know, the issues you have that you got from your mother, Right. Um, and someone who's just, you know, just doing therapy, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy or something like that, um, won't look at, you know, the, the spiritual contracts that you have that are, you know, leading to, that are underneath, that are underlying those psychological, uh, issues that are holding you back in life. So I've actually really found that combining all these layers together, all these levels together, um, provides, uh, the fastest way through, right? Um, and so, so the way that I work is, is not exactly, it's, it's not really channeling. Um, but in a way there's, there is that element to it. For example, I get up here as I'm doing now and I have, you know, I, I have no plan, but that's okay. Because usually if I have a plan, I don't follow it anyway. Like I just, I just sort of tune in and, and I see what's here. Right. And this is actually what I do with my clients as well. So my clients will come and they'll say, <clears throat> Because the way that I work is I have an eight-week online course. Um, and once you sign up with me, first of all, once you sign up with me, buckle the hell up because your life's about to change. Um, this is not tips and tricks. This is not a self-help book. This is uh, a really, uh, a really real um, life change and people's lives, bam, 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 start changing immediately as soon as they decide to show up, from, to show up to, to the course to work with me. So there is something about me that kind of activates or like agitates the issue, you know, like you can't, um, if you want to stay stuck, you will not be attracted to working with me. Like I've, I've, I've learned this now. If you're interested, <clears throat> if you uh, have, uh, if you are attracted, there, here we are talking about attraction, right? If you are attracted to working with me, you want to move your shit. You're over it. You're done. Otherwise I will scare the shit out of you. That's what you, that's what I tend to find. It's people who are sort of like, um, or complacent or resigned or just fine with how they are. I mean, look, this is most of the world. You know, it sounds like I'm, I'm talking crazy talk, but I'm not, you know, these people, <laughs> that's true on a lot of levels. <laughs> it often sounds like I'm talking crazy talk. Um, but even in this it is actually, it's not the case. You know, a lot of people, they don't want to change their lives. You know, it's scary to do that. What's going to, what's going to happen? Hold on. Hold on. What's going to happen? You know, I want to know before I, I jump in. I can't tell you that. Fuck, I can't even tell you what I'm about to say next. But it's going to be an adventure, you know? And it's going to lead. I can tell you where it's going to lead, you know? People work with me and within a matter of weeks, they know exactly why they're still single and exactly what to do about that. That's incredible if you think about it. And actually, recently, I've, um, you know, I've done the online course and I do the group coaching um, for my, for my clients. Um, and so they, they get a lot of one-on-one -on -one time with me. When you, when you work with me, boy, you, uh, you know, you're, you're on the train. So, you know, the, the, the way through is here. I, I provide the guidance to help you get through the issue because otherwise you're like drowning, you know, you're like in the mess. What it always feels to me is when you don't know what the problem is, you know, there's a problem because you know, it hurts, right. But you don't know what the issue is. So you don't know how to fix it. And how painful is that? You know, it's like, it's like swimming. It's like being in the middle of the ocean and not having anywhere to put your, your feet on the ground. You know, if you're in a place and you know you're in the wrong place, okay, that's a piece of information. 
But if you're just banging your head against a wall, being like, why aren't women attracted to me? Why aren't women um, drawn to me? Why, why do I keep ending up single? Why am I single at 35? Why am I single at 45? Why am I single at 55, 65, 75? How many years do you want to keep doing this? That, my loves, is the only thing I cannot, uh, the only you know, aspect of that that I, I can't control. I can't provide that for you. You need to decide when you're done, when you are finished. And again, it may not be when you think. That's okay. People like to struggle. I like to struggle. Please don't think I'm above any of this. I went through all this bullshit for goddamn years. I've done this process for, for 15 years. And my life is fucking miraculous. It's amazing. It used to be awful. Just awful. I was wildly suicidal as a teenager. I couldn't even tolerate life. I couldn't even tolerate it. And I have a lot of clients coming to me saying the same thing. They can't tolerate life. You know? Because um, it's that bad. And... Um, and then I, I found this, this process work, the work that I now teach. And it's, it's like, essentially, you're finding where you're holding yourself back and you're handling it. And then next, great, where are you holding yourself back here? Great. Okay, here's the way through. Okay, great. Where, where now? Where now? And, and that is amazing. That's amazing. Because there's, by definition, no problem that can't be fixed. So like, I help single men attract life partners. You know, I help you understand exactly why you're single, exactly what to do about it. But I could also use the exact same process to help you see why you're limiting yourself financially, why you repeatedly have health problems, why you struggle from depression, why you struggle from anxiety, why you find life hard to bear. So anything that you want that you don't have, this, this is where that focuses. So, you know, the men that I work with, you know, within, again, within weeks, they, they have a way forward. They understand. Even if I have a client who's, who has struggled with rejection from women for 50 years, I shit you not, 50 years, two weeks, he knew what the problem was and he knew exactly what he needed to do to fix it. Can you imagine how different your life would be right now if you had a roadmap to work through your issues? Can you imagine, just let yourself imagine for a minute, how would you feel in your body if you weren't just drowning, if you weren't just you know, wandering through life, trying to make the best of it, but you actually knew why you're getting what you're getting in life, why you can't get past a certain level of success, you know, why you can't find a job that you're passionate about, why you can't feel emotions, why you have low self-confidence, why you have low self-worth, low self-esteem. What if you knew why women weren't drawn to you, why you push people away without meaning to? There was a wonderful sentence that um, I think my mother actually said to me, and <clears throat> she went to one of the schools that I did as well, and she said, wouldn't you like to know that thing that you do that pushes people away? Because something does it, right? If you're single at 35, 45, 55, 65, and you don't want to be, then something's getting in the way of your happiness, right? So something is pushing people away. And it might not be aggression. You know, I using the word push, you might be thinking of assertiveness, aggression, um, negativity, uh, whatever. But it's not. It could be acquiescence, weakness. It could be, you know, the, the quote, nice guy syndrome. Ooh, I love that one. I have a whole episode on that. I had a field day. Because the nice guy is just nice. Nobody doesn't like people who are nice. That's not a thing. So if you're nice and people don't like you, it's not because of your niceness, okay? The niceness is the core quality, right? You are naturally a very nice person. I'm not naturally that nice of a person. Eh, 
that's not really a word people use for me. You know, when, uh, <clears throat> when guys would date me, um, <laughs> early in my life, it's a little bit different now, but, um, I like sweetness is another thing that I've sort of never really identified with in myself. And, um, guys come and they, and at some point they'd be like, oh, you are so sweet. And at that point I'd be just turned on and be like, Oh, you got a bad, like I, you are in now. Cause like, that's not accurate at all. Like <laughs> you're just, you're just seeing what you want to see at this point. Um, which is a little bit playful. And I, I have sort of, uh, gotten a bit more comfortable with my sweetness and my, my older and wiser years. <laughs> but, um, but, but, you know, there's, there's like that niceness, right? Well, niceness doesn't push people away. So it must be something else. So if you're, if you're naturally nice, okay, if that's a core quality of yours and you distort that to protect yourself, how might that go? What kind of relationship might you end up in? Let's break that up. How might that go? So you're very nice. And remember, it's a distortion of niceness. So what's a distortion of niceness? Over niceness, right? Too nice. Sure, sweetheart, we'll do whatever you want to do. Oh, absolutely. Oh, you look amazing in that. Oh, you look amazing in that too. Oh my gosh. Oh, of course you can, you know, go over there. Of course you can take that trip by yourself. Of course you can have the kids acquiescence. You're a doormat. Doormatness pushes people away, loses their interest. Um, where are you? You're not, you're not making yourself present, owning your space in the relationship. A relationship is two people. Two people have to be present to have it. Where are you? Too busy being nice? That's not nice. That's being afraid of their reaction if you stand in your power right? Nice guys don't finish last. That's bullshit. Doormats finish last. And you're not a doormat. You're distorting your core quality of niceness. That's who you really are. You're really nice. But then there's a distortion of that, right? So, <clears throat> so there's the niceness. Um, and then there's the, I'm afraid to be myself because she's not going to like me. So I'm just going to be nice. That's fear. That's different. That's not the core quality, right? It's like if you're strong and assertive and you're very comfortable standing in your power, you might distort toward being pushy or being aggressive. You know, those people also get left, but maybe later and in a different way. Don't envy others. Fix yourself. So then the nice person goes, oh, see, women just don't want nice guys. Man, fuck you. Women don't want nice guys. Women don't want you. Great. That's the data point. Now, why? It's not because you're nice. That's a cop out. What else? What else? Where are you not standing in your power? Where are you letting people walk on you? So what kind of relationships will this, will this result in, right? Uh, abusive ones. Short ones. Um, ones where the woman walk, walks all over you doesn't appreciate you, doesn't value you. Ones where you are not taking part. Where are you? Stand on your feet. She wants someone who stands on his feet because she wants a relationship and a relationship takes two and that needs you to stand on your feet. See? It's not, and I, I bitch about this a lot in this show, I don't say things like what women want. It's not about what women want. It's about that's how relationships work, angel face. Stand on your feet. <clears throat> They're your feet. Stand on them. Be a partner. You know, don't be afraid of your own power. If you are, great, come work with me. We'll figure out why. And in a matter of weeks, you will not be any longer. You know, you're continuously finding yourself in abusive relationships. Okay, so you're walking into that somehow, right? Because that's the pattern. It's not fault, it's not blame, but wake up. Don't keep doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. What are you doing with your life? You know? <laughs> this apparently seems to be the tough love episode, but like it's true, you know? How long do you want to fucking keep going? How long do you want to do this? How long do you want to be the victim? Oh, it's not me. It's the women. There's no, there are no women where I am. There are women where you are. 
Yes. <clears throat> there are. I don't even know. I don't even know where. <laughs> you don't even know. You could be. Uh, okay. If you're on a fishing ship in the middle of the North Sea. All right. It's possible there's no women there. But that's probably not the longest that your relation, your, your pattern lasts either. Right. If you are on uh, you know, one of those islands where it's just male monks. Um, okay. There's probably no women there. But you're also probably not watching Facebook Live. So probably not. What you mean is you can't find women to connect with, right? That's what you mean. But say what's true. What's true is I'm having a really hard time meeting women. Oh, well, that we can fix. That's something we can work with. You know, language is huge. What you say uh, is, has, has effect on your life, not to mention everyone else's. You know, my, um, my mother became uh, a convinced friend, Quaker, when she was, uh, when I was about 14. And I do pretty much everything she did. Um, <laughs> had its own issues. Um, and so I went with her. I, um, I also went into, uh, went into Quakerism. And I, find it, I found it very powerful. And one of the things that they're, um, so I don't know if you know anything about Quakerism, but um, it's a, it is a religion, but it has no creed. Um, no one is closer to God than anyone else. So for the Quakers, um, it's, uh, uh, the, the fundamental belief is there is that of God in everyone. Okay. It is Christian based. Um, I don't particularly consider myself Christian anymore. Um, but for, for that period of time I did, and it's, you know, the kind of, the kind of Christianity that's really, um, uh, the most tolerant and accepting, you know, there's that of God in everyone. So you don't need to go through a priest. You don't need to go through, um, uh, uh, you know, a, a pope or anyone else. Like the pope is closer to God than you are, so you have to hang on to him. It's like no, it's not so much about that. Um, instead, it's based, um, and there's no creed. Instead, it's based on these five testimonials, which are uh, simplicity, equality, community, integrity, and peace. Okay. So, uh, and they're not, you know, they get mixed up with, uh, with Amish and, and Mennonites um, quite a bit. They are pacifists. Um, and so are Mennonites. Um, Amish are actually not. Um, so uh, Quakers, uh, the Mennonite church and the church of the brethren are the only three pacifists, like pacifists without exception, without, you know, there's, there's never any excuse for violence ever, including self-defense. Like they just, they just don't believe in it at all. So total pacifists. And, um, and so I started this when I was, when I was 14, I joined this really uh, incredible group of people. They're also like activists and the group I was in, there are different sections, of course, because religion loves to divide itself somehow or humans like to divide themselves. Um, but, uh, but the, the side that I was in was, was very liberal, very progressive. Um, and basically what they would do is they would sit in silence in a house. Okay. There was no churches because the sort of belief at the time was that the church um, was where God was. And the fundamental belief of this is God's everywhere, right? He's, he's, there's that of God inside you. So we all have the same amount of the divine, you know, our kind of divine spark, which I thought was kind of quite beautiful and has been my experience of life since. <clears throat> and so they meet in these houses, these just like little, they're called meeting houses. Um, and they're everywhere. You'll find them in your, in your town if you, if, you, um, if you look for them. They're, they're wonderful. And basically they would sit um, in benches and rows of benches that face each other um, around the room. And they would, um, they sit in silence. <laughs> and the purpose of it is to listen for the voice of God within. <laughs> and uh, I had a number of experiences uh, in meeting. A number of direct experiences of the divine. And, uh, and it was an incredible, uh, incredibly sacred space, incredibly beautiful. And um, <clears throat> one of the things that, that they do is, you know, the, the simplicity thing, though that's what I was going to say. It's not, there's nothing wrong with technology. You have, they have laptops, they drive cars, whatever. Um, but the simplicity thing is really quite significant. And it's something that I've really sort of carried on throughout my life, which is that um, they believe that a lot of clutter or a lot of, um, fanfare, you know, like the Catholic churches with all the sort of dripping gold from the walls. They believe that that really distracted you from what was actually important, which is the connection with God. Um, and so that was kind of a cool thing. 
and I, I, I really took that on. Um, I still, uh, I still heed that. Um, just because I like that. My, I like my life like that more. And, um, the other piece was the integrity piece. And so what I, what happened was when I was 14, I stopped lying. I just gave it up. And, you know, I mean, I wasn't particularly like a rebellious kid. Like I was pretty, you know, <laughs> fucking good kid, actually, perhaps too much. Um, but, but I, I would, I would lie, you know, like any kid, whatever I guess would lie, um, mostly to get myself out of trouble. Right. So if my mom, you know, said something, whatever. And so I remember when I went through this process, I sort of made this commitment. I can't believe I did this when I was 14. It's ridiculous. Anyway, I, I, I made this sort of commitment to myself that I was going to not lie anymore. And so I remember the, the time when it came up, the time when it was difficult was when she'd be pacing. She'd be like, did you do this? And I wanted to like sort of either skirt around it or I wanted to be like, you know, it's, it wasn't my fault. Cause now I, I just had to be like, I remember like bracing myself and being like, yep, I did. I didn't think. And uh, I did that thing. And it's, it's funny looking back at this now. I haven't thought about this in a very long time. It's so interesting what, what kind of comes up. Um, but it, you know, the, the practice of that, of really just sitting, sort of committing to the truth, committing to myself. Yep. That's the thing that I did. I'm going to own that. Even if it sucks. And even when she yells at me, cause I know she's going to yell at me, <laughs> you know? Um, and then she would yell at me and then it would be fine. And the fortitude, looking back, you know, the fortitude that must have afforded me, the strength that must have given me um, to really, to, to sit in what's true beyond all things. You know, and the, the, the whole point of going into all this and, and what ended up being a story about Quakerism um, is that <clears throat> I, I stopped lying at that point and I went many years without ever ever telling a lie. Um, and at some point, um, when I went to school, particularly the Brennan School, the Barbara Brennan School of Healing, um, uh, the, the, I noticed that the teachers spoke a little bit strangely. You know, they'll say, you know, how, you know, how is that for you? Or what is your experience? Or how do you perceive that? Just things that you wouldn't quite say, right? In normal, whatever, unconscious language right? And the reason they do that is because they're speaking truth. They're saying only what's true. And because most people don't do that, it sounds a little bit strange to your ear. You know, it's like, try going one full day, try going one full hour. And before you, and for that hour, before you speak, you ask yourself, is what you're about to say true, kind, and necessary? It has to match all three. Just run it by. Try it for an hour. Try it for an hour and then write on my, on my Facebook page what your experiences are. I would love to hear. Or write to me on Instagram, just Dominique Drew on Instagram. Or write to me... You know, run my website, dominiedrew.com forward slash hello. Send me, send, me, send me a thing and see how this goes. This is a fascinating thing. And I, when my mom suggested this to me, I think she was the one who shared that with me as well. She said, um, I remember thinking, oh my God, I'll never talk again. <laughs> I was like, Jesus. Oh, I didn't say Jesus. I didn't swear until very late in life. I was... <clears throat> Very different than I am now. <laughs> Dominic pre-process work is just about unrecognizable from Dominic post-process work. But um, but yeah, overall, you know, I mean, I remember her, her saying that. I remember being like, "Oh my god, I'm never gonna, I won't say anything. I won't make any of my jokes. You know what is necessary." And now that is pretty much how I operate. You know, um, I don't really need to run it through my head anymore before I, but I did for a very long time. Now it's just sort of how I speak. I have no desire to say things that are unkind. And I used to, and I got a pretty fucking like dark sense of humor too. So it's not like, 
you know, uh, you speak with a saint-like words. It's not about that. It's just, is it true? You know, if you're talking to your friend and she, you know, you guys have a friend in common and she's like, oh, you know, da da got married. She's like, wow, I can't believe that that happened. Is, is that necessary? Is that kind? What would you, what would your vocabulary be like if everything you said were true, kind, and necessary? Try it. Being, being in, in, integral with your word, right? Meaning what you say. Or if you're going to say something mean, mean it. You know, it's like everything you need to say has to be incredibly kind, but boy, stand behind it. You know, you know, I, I had, you know, uh, employees and um, I would come up if they did something wrong and I would say that that is unacceptable. This, this is not, this is not okay. You know, this needs to not happen again. Like I can be perfectly strong. I have no problem being strong, but you know, can it be, can it be kind? Can it be in, you know, in, in, in integrity with yourself? Um, I had a client um, who, I wish I could remember exactly what he was talking about. I can't remember quite, but, um, you know, he said, said something about, you know, some, some woman and, and, you know, how he felt about her. And it was just like this total projection. You know, we, we project how we feel and we, we think we know how other people feel. And this is a great failing of humanity. This is a great failing because you don't know what the other person is thinking. You think you do. It's very seductive. But also, you know, I had a client just this, just this afternoon um, who has just been exhausted, exhausted all the time. Um, we were talking about, you know, what, what life was like for him and, um, you know, and he's like, yeah, I don't, I don't really work that hard. I don't really do things that much, but I seem to be tired and stressed all the time. Great. So something's going on. So we look under the surface and sure enough, you know, despite the fact that he's been really positive, he's, he's getting, been getting a huge amount more positive in the time that he's, since he's worked with me. He doesn't, um, you know, he's taking responsibility for other people's responses to him. So he gets on the, so he gets, you know, he has an interaction with someone and um, he's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm being really positive and upbeat, but, but then, you know, I can tell that they're not reacting well. And so then I'm like, I'm trying to adjust myself, right? I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to, essentially what he's trying to do is make himself small so that the other person is more comfortable. But the fact, you know, he's like, oh, and people don't like it. I do this and people don't like it. And I was like, do they, do they come to you and say, I don't like that you're positive now? Because like, who the fuck says that, right? Probably not. Positivity, like niceness, does not really push people away. Fake positivity does. If you're not happy, I'm a genuinely happy person now, only because I've gotten through my, you know, thousand pounds worth of bullshit, right? But before, if I'd like pretended to be happy, it would have pushed people away. It's obnoxious. People can tell. They don't need to know you. They don't need to know what you're like, you know, or who you are or what's genuine you. People can tell genuineness. That is, people can tell everything. That's why you're single. Because there's something going on underneath the surface that is holding you back from what you want. That's why I teach you how to find the ways you're self-sabotaging because that's the most direct way to the result that you want. Whatever that result is, health, money, success. I specialize in, in, in single men who want to solve the problem of loneliness. You know, that's just, uh, that's just a subject. We can, we can teach this work anywhere. You know, that's why a lot of people come into my program and they start, their lives start just turning around, you know? They're making more money. <clears throat> they're more successful. Their, you know, their businesses are going better. Their relationship with their family is better. Um, their relationship with their kids is better. They're healthier. They're, they're happier. The depression shifts. The anxiety shifts. It's massive because what we're changing is you. Not changing you. Opening you up. Teaching you how to be more authentic. And through authenticity, whoo, boy, does the world change.
wildly. So, um, I can't remember what I was talking about before. But yeah, that's the gist of it, right? So, so this process, um, so, you know, everything starts to change, right? More money, more success, more, you know, what is your, people are finding their passion. People are, um, uh, you know, learning what they, learning what they like, um, uh, finding their, finding their purpose, right? More authentic, more free. I mean, freedom is huge. Oh yeah, my client, that's what I was talking about before. So, so it turned out, um, you know, this guy was, was, was essentially trying to control how people saw him. You can't control the other. It doesn't work. Otherwise, I would teach you how to attract women by making it seem that you are someone who they want. If that were, the, if that were what got you the best results, I would teach you that. It doesn't. Not only are you miserable, how the fuck could you not be? But you're someone that you're not, which means she's falling in love with someone and falling in love with someone who's not you. You're having to keep up a farce. Your relationship is built on something that's incredibly shaky at best. Can't possibly last. And she's not, and she can tell that that's not who you are. Not saying won't get you laid, right? Pickup artist stuff and things like that. I actually have a number of clients that I work with now who have studied that and are just... (laughs) Um, went pretty far in it too. Um, and it just like, it just didn't work, but also the intention is different. That, that, that will teach you how to take a girl home from the bar. Other than being authentic and confident and charming. I don't know how to tell you to take a girl home from a bar. That's not the area I specialize in, but I will say, I will teach you how to authentically attract someone who's actually right for you. Something that will last because that requires genuineness. The other you know, maybe she's tipsy. Maybe you have a, I mean, uh, that was a little shady. Don't, don't, don't pick up tipsy girls in the bar. Um, you know, maybe you just, you know, you kind of want to do a one night thing. Fine. There's a lot of ways that can work, but for a long-term relationship where you want to be happy in it. Oh, hold on. That's a whole different game. Right. So, um, so anyway, so, so this client of mine was, was taking responsibility for these other people's, um, reaction to him. And it just, doesn't work. And it's exhausting. You know, you're projecting what you think the other person thinks of you. You're deciding what the other person thinks of you. And you don't know. You cannot possibly know. You are not privy to that information. The faster that you can realize that, the happier you will be. Take responsibility for your piece. Hmm. They don't seem to be reacting super well to me. I feel a little put out. Okay, that's your piece. What is it that feels that makes you feel put out about that? Right? That's the piece you handle. Not, I wonder how I can get them to like me. I don't know how to teach you that skill. But I do know that when you get out of your own fucking way, people like you a lot. Right? People like you a whole lot because you're magnetic, because you're authentic, because you're happy because you're free. It's like walking around, you know, having rope wrapped around you and not in the fun way. Tied up, head to toe. Wondering why you can't get anywhere in life. Because these beliefs, they wrap around you. These defenses, they wrap around you to shield you from the world. You shield yourself from the world. And then you wonder why you're not getting the results that you want. Why people aren't seeing you, loving you, accepting you. Because you're not doing those things for yourself. I think I've mentioned this on here before, but I have this great magnet on my refrigerator that says, what would a person who loves themselves do? You know, a lot of <laughs> people never really used to think I was attractive and still, until I fell in love with myself. <laughs> Sounds like such an obnoxious statement. It's honest to God true, I swear to God. I went through this process where I like dated myself and I was like, 
right, kind of like feeling into you. All right, you like that? That's, that's, that's pretty rad. And of course, I liked all the things I liked because I'm the one liking them. Um, but there really was this process of like dating and getting to know. I'm probably fuck, 25, 26. I'm 35 now. So probably about mid-20s, I think. I probably started going through this. It was, it was when I was really, you know, intensively doing process work. Although I did that for a decade and a half. Um, but, but this process was incredibly sacred. And I started realizing that when I was actually, when I actually let myself be me and stopped wrapping myself up in what I thought everybody fucking thought about me, I started to shine a bit more. And then I was like, oh, hey girl, I see you. And I started to like myself more. Can you imagine what your life would be like if you liked yourself? Seems like a funny question. Seems like a silly question, but it's not, is it? Something resonates, doesn't it? Because there's, there's some level on which we don't like ourselves, isn't there? If only are a little bit more, if only are a little bit sexier, if only are a little bit thinner, if only are a little bit more muscular, prettier, stronger. So when you start this process of falling in love with yourself, which by the way, starts with self-acceptance, right? Can't fall in love with yourself while denying, while, while trying to make yourself some other way. You see how all of these things are, if you compare this to like the pickup artist stuff, it's like, Jesus, the number of steps that you're skipping by being like, all right, go up and talk to a hundred million women, get rejected 999 million point nine times, get laid 10 I don't know if those are really the stats, but that's about accurate in my head. And all the shit that you're skipping over, like liking yourself. How are you going to feel the next morning? Yeah, you got laid. Good for you. You could pay for that. Do it safely. But you could pay for that. I got nothing against that. But wouldn't it be great if you loved yourself? And then, oh, how the ladies flock and the, and the gentlemen. People want to be around people who love themselves. It's incredibly uh, magnetic, incredibly addicting. Draws people in. So in this process of falling in love with myself, people started to find me attractive. All of a sudden, I would get comments. Oh, my goodness, you're so, you know, wow, wow, what a photo. Nobody used to say that shit to me. Wow, look at that. And then I started getting negative comments about it. Oh, well, of course, you, you know, you look like that. Oh, I'm sorry, excuse me, what now? What assumptions are you making about me based on how you think I look and how you think I think I look? The BS was instantaneous. But it was different BS than I'd ever gotten before. Huh? That was a new experience. So, so it was really that shift. And suddenly, everyone thought I was attractive. And then... After that, because before, I mean, I had like profound body image issues. Like I hated myself. I, I truly like self-hatred. It's, it's not an exaggeration in any way. It's very, very powerful and, and very painful. And so, you know, to, to, to go through that um, and, to, and to come through the other end and learn painstakingly one step at a time to even tolerate myself. I was talking about in the beginning of the show about how you can, I had a hard time tolerating life. I couldn't tolerate myself. Of course I couldn't tolerate life, for Christ's sake. I'm the one here. I'm the one living in. So I'm unable to tolerate. Gradually, I start to tolerate myself. Gradually after that, I start to, to I start to like myself. And then it turned into a little crush. Oh, oh. see you, girl. Where are what if we wear this? Oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. And then, right? 
the falling in love process. And now I am such a massive fan of myself. I can't even tell you. I could just sit here the whole day and tell you about how great I think I am. (laughs) And the viewership would plummet. (laughs) But it's true. It's true. I'm very comfortable. I'm very comfortable in my body. And as a result, I've gotten more direct. Which I find men really appreciate. Because you guys have no idea what's happening inside women. (laughs) For the most part, at all. Which is not unreasonable. I don't know what's happening inside most women. You know, so, so the ability to speak clearly... You know, uh, he says something that's off-putting to me and I go, hey, I'm sorry, that, that comment hit me a little bit wrong. Did you, did you mean to insult me? Because that sounded insulting to me. Oh my God, no, I meant it like this. Oh, I see. Okay, gotcha. All right, cool. So there's never anything going on, on underneath the surface that isn't what you see. How amazing would it be to, be to date a woman who just says what she's thinking? Not in like a, I think this is stupid type of way, but just in like a... So, you know, you, um, you know, you make a comment that's, that's a little off-putting or something. And I go, yeah, you know, I'm feeling, that makes me, I'm feeling a little insecure. I'm feeling insecure. What do I need? I, I could really, I'd really like to be held, you know, or, or I'm, I'm complaining about my friend. My, my friend's going through this. It's stressing me out and I'd really like to talk about it or I really don't want to talk about it. Can we just sit here? Can we just watch a movie or can we just snuggle? Whatever. Whatever, right? But there's this experience of like really clear communication because there's no longer all the bullshit in the way. Not like, oh God, I'm feeling really insecure and I don't want him to see that I'm insecure. Fucking see that I'm insecure. Sometimes I'm insecure. If I'm insecure more often than I really want to be insecure, then I go to my therapist. I go to my healer. I go to the woman who teaches me the way I teach men, the way I teach my clients, right? Supervision. So, so in order to, to get to that place, that clear communication, that self-love, there's this, there's this process of self-acceptance, okay? Remember, the first, the first process was tolerating, you know, tolerating yourself. Can you tolerate yourself? Can you make it okay? Can, can it be okay to be you just the way you are? Sometimes I'm insecure. Used to be, in, personally, I used to be insecure all the time. I mean, like 90% of the time. I was always in my head, all this bullshit was going on, yada, yada, yada. Exhausting. So instead... Can you let it be okay for you to have the feelings that you're feeling? That's the first step. You know, don't try to jump to be like, okay, I'm in self-acceptance. What does that fucking mean? It means, can you be okay with what's happening in the moment? That's it. That's all we practice in <laughs> what I do. You know, we, we find what it is that's happening. We find the truth of what's happening in the moment and we go when we sit in it. And as a result, we create a space where you're practicing being authentic. Hmm. We're practicing being you, undistorted, untouched. You know, without having to hide yourself, without, you know, looking, is a part of you think that you're worthless? Okay, let's look at that. Maybe you're right. You're going to have to risk that to look at it. I didn't say it was easy. I said it was simple. And if you're brave, it's easy. And bravery doesn't mean not having fear. Bravery means feeling the fear and doing it anyway. So, self-acceptance. What would it be like if you could just let yourself be who you are in this moment, just for a moment? How would you change? 
What change happens in you just to hear me say that? To practice this will lead to more change than anything else you could possibly do in your entire life. Everything changes. Even your physical body. You know? Because when you're giving yourself permission to be who you are, to be how you are in this moment, which is all self-acceptance is, the pressure goes, you know, oh, I need to go to the gym. Oh, I should be going to the gym. You know what? I'm not going to the gym. I'm not doing that. That's not happening. So, okay. Then the pressure fucking lifts. And guess what you end up doing? Going to the fucking gym. Not because you're pushing yourself. Not because you're saying that you should. Because with all of the pressure and disappointment, oh God, mom, see if I were better, if I were a better human being, I would go to the gym. Do you love yourself? Then take care of yourself. Go to the gym. Go. Makes you happier. Endorphins. You know? It's good for you. You become more confident. You become more um, capable in a way. Helps you step into your power. Nice guys. Helps you step into your power. Nice guys. Nice guys who are the victims of the nice guys finish last. Don't let yourself be a victim. Are you going to tolerate that? How much longer are you willing to let that be the case? Hmm? How much longer? Are you willing to live the life you're living now? And what are you willing to do to change it? I'm not saying everything's terrible. I'm sure everything's not terrible. Probably most things are great. How much do you want the next level of amazing? The next level of freedom and boundaryless ecstasy of passion and connection and satisfaction with women? with yourself. This is why we work in the self. It starts with you. It all starts with you. I want to do a whole episode that I'm just going to entitle, It's Not Her, It's You. <laughs> and I could do the exact same episode for women, and I would entitle it, It's Not Him, It's You. This isn't about gender. It's not even about dating. It's not even about relationship. It's about where are you holding yourself back from what you want and how to stop. And then how your life changes. The differences that come that you experience. So... This is the practice and this is the way through. And I've, you know, created this, this business. I'm, I'm so ecstatic. I love, I love my work more than I've loved just about anything else in my entire life. I am so fulfilled by it and I am so moved by it. I'm so impressed by the men who hire me. Truly, just the act of hiring me is so impressive to me because I know what it entails and I know all the, you know, what's happening on the energetics, you know, on those levels. I know what you have to go through. You know, there's an investment, financial investment. There's a time investment. But most importantly, you got to be willing to change. And I know how hard that is because I've done it for a long time. So the practice becomes how much longer are you willing to stay where you are? Even if it's pretty good, is pretty good enough for you? <clears throat> you know, guys will come and they'll say, well, you know, it's not so bad. Oh, okay. Is that, is that, is that good enough for you? Is that, is it not, is it not so bad life? Is that okay? Does that make you happy? Answer might be yes. It's not actually as loaded a question as it sounds. I'm really curious because for me, I'd rather drop dead right now. Like I have no interest in a pretty good life. If that's just for me, that's just not my thing. It's just not my thing. It's extraordinary or nothing for me. 
And that led to its own issues, which I've processed through over the years. How much more do you want? Let's say you're in a happy relationship. Great. How much better can it be? And what are you willing to do to get it? Unless you are in 100% ecstasy just about every moment of your life, you will get something out of working with me. And I don't mean just get something out. I mean your whole life will change and improve. Finances, business, relationships, sex, intimacy, um, spontaneity, freedom, mindset, mental outlook, joy, adventure, fulfillment. These are the results. You can see why I'm passionate about it, right? So to go on this kind of adventure, this adventure of what is, you know, what is essentially at its core is self-love. Because when that is adjusted, nothing else matters. So everything else follows that, right? The adventure of self-love. And it all comes through that. And then, oh, how things change. Suddenly, more clients want to work with you. Suddenly, you know, when you're magnetic, you're not just getting more dates, you know, you're not just getting laid more, you're more successful because people want to work with you and people trust you and people see you and people want to give you their money. You're healthier because you're, you know, you've solved what's underneath your mystery stress levels and your cortisol has gone down in your body. You're not like constantly having a low level of adrenaline in your system all the time with anxiety. You have freedom of emotion, so your depression is gone. You know, your whole world will change exclusively in good ways because the whole point is we're uncluttering you, we're unfucking you to the point where you can be who you truly are. So there is no negative result to the program, right? By definition. So it's a matter of becoming more of who you are. How much do you want to do that? Whatever your goals are, how much do you want to achieve them? You, know, you want to do personal development work. Why? What's the end goal? What do you want? Try this as an exercise. Write down what you want in life. Write down what you want in life, not just what you think you should want or what other people want or what you think you want. What lights you up inside more than anything else? Write that shit down. Read it every morning, every night before you go to bed. Let yourself get excited. Write a whole page. Don't just read it. Feel it. Experience it. What's it going to be like when your life's already like that? Start to see if that could create some shift. Don't stop. Do it every day. Don't skip a day. You know? The simplest things sometimes. The simplest things can create profound shifts. So writing down what you want, reading it regularly. And most importantly, checking into yourself on a daily basis. Can I be okay with what's happening here? Can I accept the reality of what is right now? Try it. See what you think. All right. That's it for me for today, you guys. I hope you had a group. <laughs> I hope this led somewhere. I know we sort of went uh, a little bit meandering, but I hope it resonated. And um, if you are interested in finding out more, I, I do offer a free session. Um, where we just will talk about what it is that you're struggling with and we'll identify exactly what the problem is um, and, and how I can help. So if you're interested in that, then please visit dominiedrew.com forward slash hello. Um, and that'll take you to uh, a short video of me talking about who I am and, and what I do. And that'll give you a time to uh, a chance to schedule a session with me. So I look forward to, uh, look forward to, uh, to seeing you on one of those calls. And uh, I'll have the information up on my Facebook Live on my Facebook profile. Thank you guys so much for joining me. I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye.
Thank you for joining me for this episode of The Art of Attraction. This is Dominique Drew signing off and reminding you that if you love this podcast, please hit that subscribe button, rate us five stars, and most importantly, share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. See you next time.